0: Hello, everyone. Anders Holmes of the Holmes Movies Podcast with a quick announcement before we get into the episode. A uh, couple of things. Um, number one, there is, there was a little bit of a technical issue in uh, the recording of this episode. For because we rec- we record these episodes over Zoom, and uh, my brother Adam, he you know he has his own microphone and he. You know, he it's you know records from that. It records his voice from that, and I had my microphone as well. But for some reason, uh, Zoom decided to uh, not record the sound from my microphone that I'm using right now, but from my uh, computer's own uh, speakers. And um, so that's why I sound a little bit uh, weird um, on this episode. So I don't know why I did that. Um, uh, apologies for that. Uh, the audio will definitely be better on the next episode from my end um but adam is fine and i'm fine too you can hear what i'm saying you can just hear there's a little bit of a bad sort of audio difference between us but anyway that's 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 mainly from the sort of technical side of things uh number two um there was a bit of a delay with getting this episode out uh mainly because i was a little bit busy doing other things outside of the podcast but also because we've we talk about this in the episode Well, i i bring it up in the episode um just very briefly, um, we made the move from Podomatic to Acast, and um, basically we transferred everything from Podomatic to our new Acast site, which is now our hosting site for our podcast. Um, uh, I just wanted to make sure that everything went well with that. I don't know how it, it you know, it, it took a little bit of a long, it took a bit of a while to sort of get everything uploaded and just make sure that everything is sort of. Good, and we didn't lose anything, and uh, I just wanted to make sure that was all uh, well and done before we started um, uploading any new episodes through Acast. So there was it. There, that's why this episode is a little has been a little bit long, getting um, out and published and ready to listen to. So, without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Thank you very much. Enjoy. Ten, nine,
1: eight, seven, six, five, four.
2: Welcome to a new episode of the Holmes Movies Podcast. My name is Anders Holmes, and I'm joined by my older brother, Adam, over Zoom in America. Hi. You okay? No. You sound like a sad toad.
1: Do I have COVID?
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. Finally got you.
1: <laughs> Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back. It, no, yeah, I got it. It came for me. The plague, the cold, icy finger of COVID came for me, and I've been sitting here feeling sorry for myself this week. It sucks. <laughs> it really does suck. Yeah, yeah, it does. It really knocked me for six. Fucking hell. I mean, Jesus Christ. This thing isn't kidding around. I'm glad I had my vaccines and booster. Otherwise, I'd be, God, I don't know. Like, Have you <laughs> had the
2: two booster shots or just the one?
1: Just the one. Okay.
2: Yeah, I've had my booster shot as well. I had COVID back in March, which uh, disrupted my trip to America when I was going to go to uh,
1: my friend's. Right, yeah. Fucking bastard disease. Yeah, I missed out I seeing people who are moving town this week, so that was too bad. Yeah, fucking sucks anyway. Um, you know, I did use it to watch a bunch of movies, so, um
2: yeah, that's what I did as well. Just that was the only thing I could really do. just drink lots of tea and make soup and just watch films and stuff.
1: I also came up with an amazing concoction, which I would drink before bed, which knocked me out, and um which did my sinuses a lot of good. Am I, sorry, I'm eating this cough drop. Excuse me. Um, I'm number Um. Anyway, I made this thing where I got a big mug of, like a big sort of pint-sized mug. I filled it with, I filled the bottom of the mug with honey, lemon juice, and a generous amount of whiskey and ground ginger. And then I poured in hot water, boiling water, and I just had this pint of essentially grog before bed. And um, yeah, I slept like a baby. Um, well, the babies don't sleep. I slept like a very sleepy baby I slept like someone a baby that you had drugged um
2: yeah so um, enough of no warm milk for you just your uh just my grog regular, like, <laughs> concoction drink with ginger
1: yeah um yeah. I'm um yeah. I don't, yeah exactly I don't know what that's probably the long-term effects of that are going to be but anyway uh here we are I have my voice sounds better today than it has previous days this week um we're doing another top 10 we're doing another one of our bullshit lists um but but i'm worried about this one because everyone's got a fucking opinion these days because um as we know on the internet everyone's got an opinion and everyone's very very opinionated about popular films and we don't really talk about popular films very often but today we are we're talking about cartoons and we live in an era of perpetual childhood where you have all these old babies online dressing up as their favorite disney characters and arguing about what the best pixar film is and we've decided um perhaps unwisely to go wading into this debate with our top 10 animated films list um which i'm sure will upset everyone
2: we'll see how it goes
1: yes that's all you have to say <laughs> nervous laugh we'll see how it goes yeah well um that's what i feel like that's every
2: time when you post something on twitter or like social media in general you're always kind of like i mean i always do this as well i always every time i post something or i'm about to post something i make sure that like punctuation and it's clear and everything but i'm always like should i be posting this because i feel like someone's going to get really angry at it and then bring out the canceled culture police and things like that so yeah it's it's, it's hard these days because it's like Like,
1: just don't post, just people don't post, don't. There's no need, just don't, just go, just don't do it.
2: I I really think, like, the Twitter experiment is like, it's like, it's like some people, I think you're allowed to have opinions, but I feel like not everyone should be having an opinion because sometimes it's a wrong opinion.
1: Well, and also just. It's the, no, it's just yeah, it's 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 a horrible space. We've talked about it before. Toxic, yeah. awful, but a good way to advertise our podcast. So yeah, exactly. Uh, so
2: it's a, it's it's a necessary evil in some very,
1: way. Yeah, in our weird case, yeah. And it's um although it would be nice if someone actually uh you know commented on our tweets once in a while. Um yeah. but um anyway, should we get into the list?
2: Yeah, so At number ten is a film that I haven't seen, but you've recently seen because I think you were recommended it, it, the film by a friend and it's the film the adventures of prince achmed.
1: Right, the adventures of prince achmed. I wasn't actually recommended this by friend. it's a very famous film. Um it's um it's just it had it had been on my list for an incredibly long time and it's um part of uh, it's the most famous um of uh the animated films that uh Lotta Reiniger, uh a German uh director that she made in the 1920s and 30s. Um and the um the the this the the sort of it's it it's this um it's this shadow puppet technique Wikipedia calls it silhouette animation, where these amazing puppets are made with little um, you know, they're flat and they're made they're they're made with these beautiful little bits of metal, I think it is, with holes drilled in them so they can be manipulated and move in all these very delicate and wonderful ways. And um yeah, it's just a sort of Arabian Nights kind of orientalist fairy tale um and um but it's just it's, it's 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 really astonishing um and they're all done against these tinted backgrounds um music on the version i watched is really wonderful the the wikipedia article actually says it's the oldest surviving animated feature film which i i, I did not know that um but um yeah, it's 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 great and it fits right into that kind of uh German expressionist um 20s kind of aesthetic. It's it's when you when you're aware of the other stuff that's going on in Germany at that time, you're like, oh yeah, this is completely in line with that. Um but she did loads of other stuff, uh apparently, and and a bunch of it uh is available. So um I'm gonna try and check some of the others out. But uh this is definitely the most famous, uh the most well known. Um, and it's often, I think, cited by uh uh, film historians and animation historians um so i just wanted to give people uh that recommendation cuz i don't think they'd be disappointed it might sound i might not be selling it very well but it is it's it's unlike any other kind of animation you've ever seen um and for that alone i think it's worth checking out um and of course you know a content warning like pretty uh stereotypical as i say arabian nights kind of uh european fantasy of what uh sort of mystical middle east looks like so be warned uh there are some areas uh of the film that you know uh haven't aged well shall we say uh but then again the same can be said of a little film called aladdin and that actually came out in our lifetime so maybe you know it's like it does uh, does a lot
2: of the old disney movies there's a lot of stuff in there that's just like "Eh, yeah you don't need that (laughs)
1: right well yeah and you don't even they don't some of them aren't even that old uh, I mean, you know, mean, I, mean the, I
2: mean Song of the South they, they, they're gonna keep that one locked up pretty tight
1: mm, yeah I mean that's definitely the most obvious example um anyway um this is a Lotta is was obviously a, a, a hugely talented individual and um and um and I think that the 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 joy and the sort of creativity at uh, at play in this film is is really um um is is really sort of um, winning and um and yeah so I think um I think she uh I think she's uh, she gets a well deserved uh mention and a uh, good thing is. Uh, yes she was a German in the 1920s but uh, turns out she uh, was left wing too and fled Germany when the Nazis came to power so even more reason to like her um, yeah, yeah, yeah. just in case anyone was wondering uh, okay so uh, what's at People number 9 of the good Germans that time. <laughs> yes, one of those ones. she was not a Nazi okay what's at, what's at number 9 yeah.
2: I mean, just before, I mean, a lot of her influence of that... What's at number nine? (laughs) No, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of that influence of her animation did carry on into Disney films like Fantasia and The Princess and the Frog, and also uh, other films like Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola film. So she had a lasting influence, and it's carried on into other films.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I mean, this film is actually... um, When you watch Prince Ahmed, uh, a bunch of it is... uh, is the bunch of the plot is reused in uh, Aladdin so yeah so okay what is at number nine
2: so at number nine is a film that I have seen but you haven't
1: right yep, yeah we're trading things we haven't seen so what have you yep. what have you
2: so this is a film from uh it's an it's an Israeli uh animated documentary film uh it's called Waltz with Bashir it was released in 2008 and um have you heard of this film? Yeah, I've
1: heard of it. I've never seen it.
2: Yeah, so it's a very interesting film. Like I was really just fascinated by it, and I was really kind of just it really like poked me and just the, the, the way that it's it's it tells its story and um it, it's 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 very fascinating and also really like hard-hitting as well. Like it actually like you mean you you feel like you are watching an animated film, and then the film kind of reminds you like what this film is, you know, talking about because it's a film about the um the 1982 lebanon war and you know it, it, it sort of you know reminds you in the in the last closing minutes of the movie this actually this happens like this is a horrible event in, in human history that happens um but yeah and it's a really like hard-hitting and fascinating film um so Ari Folman is the director and it is um he was a soldier in that war and he is you know he's interviewing a lot of his friends and soldiers that were in that were in that sort of conflict and trying to sort of piece together these sort of lost memories because he's having these like recurring nightmares. And one of them is this memory of him. I think one of the, I can't remember if it's him or somebody else, where they're being chased by 26 dogs in the streets of Tel Aviv. It's like this really quite nightmarish moment. And the animations is really kind of, it's, it's, the animation is fantastic in this this movie. And I think just a really interesting way to tell the story instead of in the sort of not in the sort of te- in the sort of you know the sort of usual way of documentary uh, filmmaking but um yeah it's a, it's 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 an amazing film um i would uh, highly recommend it and um it's a very important film in many ways
1: well, yeah and and animation can be used quite successfully in documentaries like um the um uh the sequence in uh bowling for columbine that matt stone and trey parker did you know yeah um so and, and i know there are other ones that i'm not thinking of um but um there's, there's like one recently about grief or something that sounded really like war oh, but um I haven't, I haven't seen that no what was I, that i don't know i think maybe i just made it up um but um yeah, there, it definitely, like, documentaries and animation have good uh, good history of crossing over, so I will add Walter to Bashir to my list and try and watch it at some point. Um, I'm very excited to talk about the next entry, though, uh, at number eight, uh, which uh, we watched in the cinema together, and uh, was a film that pretty much, I think, they made for us. Um, it is Rango. Um,
2: Rango! Rango!
1: Yes, uh, Rango... Uh, which, um, well, so when did it come out? Uh, who Came made out it? 2011. 2011. It was made by... Uh, uh, Gore, it wasn't...
2: Gore, Gore Verboginski, who did the first three uh, Pirates of the Caribbean films, and he also directed the movie Mouse Hunt,
1: if anyone is familiar with that movie. Fucking classic Mouse Hunt, yeah. Um, Christopher Walken as the pest control guy. I mean, that's watch yeah. level um
2: it, it, it won best animated feature in the oscars um in uh in uh 2012
1: yeah and rightfully so but i don't think it's been uh i don't think it was particularly talked about when it came out and i don't think it's been particularly talked about ever since and it's because it's not part of one of these big franchise studios i don't think you know it was kind of an independent it
2: was a one of our- movie as well it was a uh-
1: was it Nickelodeon? How interesting. Yeah,
2: they—they they, uh, I think they—they they helped to produce it or distribute it, and it was a Paramount uh, Paramount movie.
1: But it's not part of like a DreamWorks or Pixar or any kind of established media uh, animation media machine. It's not part of um, you know a franchise or anything. So, um, so it's kind of a it's a standalone thing, and it's completely wonderful. Um, it's a it's like a sort of Hunter S. Thompson, Sergio Leone crossover with uh little creatures. Um it has uh, um you know recently exonerated wife beater Johnny Depp uh, allegedly uh sorry <laughs> cut that! <laughs> I do not no uh divisive figure in the and I did not <laughs> I'm not weighing in on that. Uh, uh, I,
2: I've, I've not weighed in on that at all. I've been <laughs> in a very neutral territory. I'm glad the whole thing is over, but, but like, it's just
1: just yeah. No, no it's not even let's no need
2: to talk about it. Uh, it's not even yeah, I,
1: obviously joking. Um uh dude. Ha ha ha. Uh, alleged shitbag bag, Johnny Depp, plays um uh a, a comedian. Um um Talking uh, Yeah, who's uh who is um uh, wearing a Hawaiian shirt, uh, and he lives in a little cage, and his cage falls off uh, the car it's being carried in um, because of a very sort of Hunter S. Thompson, in fact, because of Hunter S. Thompson, isn't he, like, literally in the film? Um, so
2: it's like he, he it, There's, like, a, like a problem he's in a car, and he's in, and you really find out he's in, like, a water tank or something, and then it, like, or well, he's in, like, a, a glass bowl, and then the, it falls out, and then he goes in between a lot of cars, and then he actually lands on the car that's being driven by Hunter S. Thompson
1: that's the one that's the one yeah so um and then he wanders through the desert and he uh comes into he comes upon a town and then essentially the film uh it goes from this sort of humphrey thompson sergio leone thing or the sergio leone thing is very much in evidence but it also the film essentially becomes the plot of Chinatown because it's all about water and um and ned Beatty plays um a uh, a version of um john huston of John Huston's character and uh, Noah Cross in Chinatown, um, and uh, and you have so many brilliant little references that only people like us, literally us, you and me, yeah. would get. Like the rabbit who looks like Klaus Kinski, and uh, you have um, uh, you, I you,
2: mean, know, you. I mean, I have... mean, Bill Nye Rattlesnake Jake. He looks like Lee Van Cleef. Van Cleef.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just it's completely like you know th- 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 it was when i was watching it i was just like did they just make this film for her? i mean literally like who else in the world could possibly enjoy this roger deakins was a cinematography consultant
2: yeah he's on- done a lot of that he's done um he did wall and he's also i think he's also done one or two of the how to train your dragon films for dreamworks
1: yeah and there are it some moments Gosh, like the animation yeah.
2: is like for a film that came out in two 2000- thousand. 11, like, the animation is amazing, like, so realistic and uh, well-detailed. Or a film, like, they had computers back then. Yeah, I know, but it's just, like, in the way that... It wasn't 100 years ago. This
1: century, you pillock. (laughs)
2: Well, I mean, in the way that, you know, technology just keeps advancing advancing, it just looks like it was made like yesterday, because it looks like, you know, it's pretty well done.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I... (laughs) It's like, for a film that was made back in the mists of time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um i uh yeah i love it i it's very very funny um and i think people should watch it even if they uh uh don't um don't love uh, mr depp um but uh, but uh, yeah, so um i think it's um uh, i think it's a very very worthy entrance on this yeah. list um there's and, some very
2: good good jokes in this movie and <laughs> um and there's some very good like there's some very quotable humor as well
1: yeah oh completely i mean and 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 it's 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 definitely like it's such a sort of um you, you know it, it's it's full of the kind of jokes that are there for grown-ups so it really is like it's almost made for grown-ups i think yeah um although a lot of the humor is kind of child friendly as well maybe that's one of the reasons why it wasn't such a big hit i don't know yeah i don't
2: know i think it's just because it wasn't like i think people like i mean unless you were, if you liked like the first teaser trailer of the film and were, it, it looked funny or anything like that. Cause um, yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like it got a C plus from the cinema score that audience polls and like critics loved it as well. I mean, they gave it 88% of Rotten Tomatoes and um, they talked a lot about the humor and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, well, it's not it,
1: become uh, like a big cult. I mean, look, you look at something like Minions or something, you know, like, you're 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 gonna. It's just not impermeated the culture, I guess. Because also, Westerns aren't that. You know, they just they're not as big a part of the the world as they used to be. Yeah. Um. Anyway, look, Rango fucking great. Watch it. Um. Great, and, uh, we love it. Uh. So, uh, great soundtrack too. Uh. What uh. What's next? Uh,
2: number seven is uh, the Sword in the Stone, which I uh, watched again yeah. for the first time in a while uh, recently.
1: I love this film. I watched it, uh, rewatched it uh, during the the last couple of years. Yeah. During the sort of pandemic misery. And, um, it's what, well, I mean, okay, look, we had to put classic Disney film in here. You could have picked any number of ones. I know there are people out there being like, what about 101 Dalmatians? What about the Aristocats? What about Sleeping Beauty? Great films. Great film. Less so, I think. But um, the, the, um, um, the, the, those those are all um you know they're all good candidates. Yeah. Um that sort of you know six, 50s, fifties, sixties, seventies, Disney period. Um uh, some you know, some less good, but but generally speaking, there are lots of good things you can pick from that. Now the sword and the stone I made a case for and Anders sort of agreed, you know, because this was a big part of our this was a film that got played a lot in our house. Mm. And I just I find it still very, very funny. And Merlin is one of the great Disney creations. Um, uh, as is you know, his his, owl familiar, um Archimedes. Archimedes from Pin Feathers. Uh, and uh you've got the uh you've got the, the hilarious wolf character, um, and then he's you know, it's got the classic Disney story of the um, you know, the hero to, the zero to hero kind of uh um. Yeah. Uh, trajectory and um, and I, I just yeah I, I I love it I love this film love it the the style of it I love the wizards duel at the end with Madame Mim uh, the Adam songs Mitter. are yeah the um, yeah I I'm a I'm a big big Sword in the Stone um, uh, fan and um, and I think that um, I, I I also think it's one of those where it you know there are films that um that have a particular formula like i mean i think the Aristocats and hundred and one Dalmatians are a good example those are almost the same movie and um and i think sword and the stone just is it's just unusual like it's just not really a, a, a not
2: really storyline to it as well no, but it has a lot of like well, they, fun yeah, humor it, and
1: stuff and it's definitely i mean it takes the it takes the hero's journey thing you know get, the, yeah, there's obviously like, you know, Merlin's obviously the Obi-Wan Gandalf figure and blah, 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 but it's, it's, it's way more sort of madcap than, than you, than, than you'd imagine, like looking back on it, if you haven't seen it in a while. So, um, I just, I think just for, for that and lots of other good reasons is to, it belongs on our list, but you could put in like any number of those classic Disney, like the jungle book. You could put the jungle book in there. That's a great movie. Maybe it should be in there, but I just want to put the sword in the stone. I want to make the case for the sword in the stone. Um, yeah. And uh, and of course, this is not going to be the last we hear from Disney. Um, at number six, uh,
2: number six is uh, it's a French movie, isn't it? A French animation.
1: Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, it must be. The <laughs> Triplets
2: of Belleville, which I have not seen yet.
1: Oh man, well you just, this, you're missing a treat. I think this would be higher on the list if you had seen it.
2: Yeah, uh, it is. It, it, it is. It is from. Uh, it is from. I think it is. Uh, Again, yeah, it, was, it was it was it was released in uh, it was released in France and it was uh, directed by um uh, French uh, animator called uh, Sylvain Chomet.
1: Uh, Sylvain Chemin yeah. Um, yeah it is um it's so so good um it's completely surreal um it is um the story of, excuse me i just need to cough <laughs> it's the story of a um of a young lad who is obsessed with cycling who becomes a professional you know tour de france uh rider and his grandmother and their dog um uh, who's obese and old and so the 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 grandmother and the 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 dog um accompany him as he sets off to take part in one of these big cycling tournaments and then he's kidnapped uh and taken to america uh, in these and, and just these breathtaking sequences and um, in America the grandmother exists uh, 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 sorry enlists the help of the triplets of Belleville who are this variety act who she remembers watching on television with her grandson when he was little uh, and they're now um, old and forgotten and living in New York and um, and it's, it's a caper it's, it's a very very sweet um, film about you know f- sort of attachments and also a kind of, a, of, of, a of memory and of, um, you know, of, of the, the passage of time. Um, and also of, you know, there's, there's a sadness in the film that's kind of never really fully, you know, why is the kid living with his grandmother or this other stuff, you know, that it's never, you know, the film never really fully explores, but it's really, um, uh, it's, it's just, it's a very, very powerful, um, little, yeah again like a little bit of a fairy tale and a, and it's and a and a completely hilarious in places um and um the animation is gorgeous it's so um wonderfully kind of french and it sort of it echoes so much of that sort of mid-century imagery that's associated with things like the tour de france and like the you know the streets of montmartre and stuff like that and um i just um i just I think it's so winning and so charming, and um, and it it is a lot of fun. Um, so mm-hmm. and very very short. I think it's like an hour. So, um, really uh, really worth your time. Um, and I think it should be pretty easy to get hold of. Um, yeah, you, say, can, get, uh, to you can get it
2: on DVD. I I have it in like a sort of a, a wish list that I have on um a, a website here in Denmark called CDOn. Dot dk. So basically, the Danish version of Amazon. It's one that I really, really want to get.
1: Great um, hint taken. Um, uh, yeah, no. Um, so yeah, *Trip is a Bevel. Great, great movie. Now, um... Um,
2: just a little bit about Sylvain uh, Chomet. He did do. Uh, he he um, he contributed to uh, *Parish Chatem Oh, did he? It's the it's the it's the bit about the boy telling how his parents, who were both minds met.
1: Oh yeah, oh, that's a funny bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, another film that he directed was a film called *The Illusionist*, which was a film based on a unproduced screenplay written by that was supposed to be made by Jacques Tati, but never got but oh. never got done.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, so, so it, they film,
2: it, fe- it features an uh, an elderly version of Tati as the character Monsieur Hulot. Huh. Nice, which, which I kind of would like to see after watching. Um, Jack Tati's film Playtime, which I saw uh, last year, which was amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, um, I think the, the 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 Triplets of Belleville has uh, some, um, some relation to, um, uh, to Jacques Tati as well, to that sort of, um, to that kind of style. Um, so yeah, and that's, that's interesting. Well, any uh, any correspondence this week? Anyone writing in with suggestions?
2: Yeah, so I sort of reached out to a little bit. So I have been trying to tweet and reach out a little bit to people with this. Uh, I did hear from, I posted about this on Instagram, and uh, one of my film school friends, uh, Nils, he he commented with a film called uh, Paprika, which is an anime film from two thousand and six, and it's uh, the Wikipedia synopsis is. Uh, the the story is about a battle between a dream terrorist who steals a device that allows others to share their dreams and causes nightmares for people and a research psychologist who enters the dream world and changes into paprika a dream detective to investigate the cases interesting based off a a manga anime comic um actually quite easy to get hold of so um you can find it on dvd and blu-ray so uh i actually do want to check it out it sounds really interesting and uh I mean, anime like I mean, apart from like a few uh, Miyazaki films, the, I I haven't watched that much of like anime films. There's, I mean, apparently, like there's so much of it. I really want to watch. Like, um, I think
1: uh, I think a lot of people will be um, will be chagrined to discover that Akira is missing from this list. Um, yeah, I
2: have I have the box set, like your old uh, DVD box set of Akira,
1: which I really want to watch. Yeah, I've never seen it, so. Um, it's by a game to you, um, and now you haven't seen it, so that's great. So it shows uh, shows our priorities well. That's a good suggestion. Who else? Uh, anyone else?
2: Yeah. So on uh, on Twitter, on my on my Twitter, I heard from uh, I don't know her last name, but her first name is Sarah. It's a she. Just getting it right this time.
1: Um, she wrote Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. Great yeah, the- shout. I like Hercules. Yeah, the Disney film, well, which 10, is Tem Sarah, but you know. I think it's a lot
2: of fun. I do like Hercules. I think it's. Uh, I think the the music's good. Um, I think Danny DeVito is a good uh, ally for the hero, and I do like James Woods as Hades. I think he's one of my favorite uh, Disney villains, and I was yeah. a fan of. I think he's White. a
1: villain in real life now.
2: Yeah, I know. It's, it's yeah, he's it's, it's a right-wing nut job nowadays, um, and yeah. I think he got dropped by his agents because of his political views. <sighs> so yeah. So you can uh, you can follow Sarah at on Twitter. Call cool, uh, her handle name is at s popcorn Chat. and you can also f- check out her YouTube channel, which uh, is uh, called Popcorn Chat. So uh, check it out and uh, check out some of her film reviews. And yeah, oh. uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: well, I had I had a. Uh, my friend Alexei messaged me uh, privately with his suggestions and he said where to start uh, and gave me quite a list he said you've got a huge chunk of classic Disney classic Disney, Here we go he lists Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast Hunchback of Notre Dame The Little Mermaid, Lion King and Hercules very interesting list um, he also then he says the newer stuff um, he, talks, he talks about Moana and Tangled I've not seen, Princess, Princess and the Frog, and he says Frozen, uh, but he says Tangled doesn't get enough credit. Sounds like you'd agree with him.
2: Tangled is better than Frozen. I just want to point that out.
1: Uh, and uh, he talks about, obviously, Pixar. He talks about Toy Stories, one through four. He talks about Up. Well, they're Up, uh, and he says, he says, oh, the feels from the opening sequence. And they like, say, yes, the feels from the opening sequence are real. I sobbed. But um, the rest of the film, Up kind of lets itself down. You think? um
2: you don't like the rest i mean do you don't like the rest of the film or is it just doesn't, no, I don't, doesn't don't,
1: don't like it i'm just saying the, the beginning writes a check that the rest of the film can't catch it's perfectly fine it's just that you don't um you never reach those dizzying heights you know um and then there's inside out he says uh he also goes on to talk about big hero six which i have seen which is kind of fun uh coco ratatouille and the spider into the spider verse uh ratatouille is great um And then he talks about Shrek Um, and that's it. Oh, and Onward, he says, I don't know what that is.
2: Oh, Onward is the new uh, Pixar film. That's actually quite, I saw that before everything got locked down. That was like the last movie I watched in cinemas before everything locked down because of COVID. Uh, It's a very, very good film. Uh, I I mean, it's a good Pixar film and uh, it's it's set in a fantasy world where like trolls and fairies and things exist, but it's like modern and like magic has kind of gone away and um it deals with these two brothers who receive this 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 uh this magic stick which it, it uh it, no it's not a wand it's magic like a it's, stick it's like a it's like a you know Gandalf- staff.
1: You know, <laughs> private old man of his stuff yes
2: yeah so uh, and uh, they perform a spell to bring their dead father back but the spell goes wrong so then they go on a a magical quest to, you know, in 24 hours before this, so that they can have like one last day with their dad who passed away. And oh,
1: um, gosh, that sounds like I would just cry all the way through. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I, I did.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what I, uh, speaking of more modern stuff, I listened, I haven't seen it, but my uh, nieces uh, played me the soundtrack to the film Encanto, which is banging. Um, yeah, That's some- great. I um, haven't seen the film, but um Yeah.
2: Film's good. Music's uh, great. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda his music is awesome. Um Tangled is a really good film. Uh I I rewatched The Hunchback of Notre Dame recently and um I didn't really think so much of it as a as a kid but I really enjoy it now. I think it's like I really like how it was kind of embracing the sort of dark darkness of like the of that of that the book and everything. It's it's a really good movie I think.
1: Yeah, I remember it being quite dark actually. Um Yeah. I haven't seen it since we were kids, no. Um Yeah,
2: the Master yeah, Frollo, yeah. the guy who uh is the villain of the piece. He's 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 scary as fuck, and
1: that's all. Right, right. Um well anyway, Alexi, that's a brilliant list. Thank you so much uh for uh contacting us. Um um what um is there anyone else?
2: Well, I did post on in a sort of like last re resort, I did post on Facebook, and the only person who has commented on it, well, well, the only person who's interacted with it is our mother who liked and shared it. Great.
1: This is why we don't post on Facebook because we just get like boys from family members. All right. Um... <laughs> Crickets all the yes. way through. Oh, God. Uh, this, this is a thing. As you say, Twitter, necessary evil. So um, how can people... Fo- why don't you put in here how people can follow us rather than doing it at the end when people are already turned off.
2: Yeah. So you can uh, follow us at homes movies pod. We're both on Twitter uh, at Fabricius 91 and you're the Northampton Dane both on Instagram. You can also send us an email Holmes movies podcast at gmail.com. So yeah, check us out there.
1: And you can find us on letterboxd as well. If you're on letterboxd, we're both on there.
2: Yeah. So you can find, I post the letterbox links in uh, the episode description. So you can check it out. You can check them out there.
1: Great. Okay. Well, that's good. We should. I, that, the, I feel like we should put in the social media stuff at, in the actual social media section because um,
2: yeah,
1: it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, it does. Right. Um, well,
2: well, yeah. Well, also, also another thing. We we by the time this episode comes out, we should have migrated from Podomatic towards Acast, so you can actually follow us on Acast. That's on the big leagues. Yeah. So uh, we we've been with Podomatic for a while, and we've been and uh, but. Yeah, we decided to give Acast a go and see what, what we can do with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, who knows? This might be the last ever episode of Home's Movies before we get eaten up by one of the big corporations. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Uh, let uh, In any case, do get in touch uh, because we do like to hear your crazy opinions. Yeah. Um,
2: also, do, I mean, I do comment on the tweets. Like, when I I'm not just being like, like throwing them on random people being like, what's your favourite film? It's like, you know, just... If you love animation, yeah,
1: just comment. Yeah, exactly. We're not. We're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. You know, we're not gonna tell you that your ideas are stupid unless they are. Um,
2: it's like I, I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not just gonna like. I'm not gonna. It's, just, it's not like I'm gonna be like, are you gonna die for Ireland or anything like that? It's just like, would you want to die for Ireland? That's a
1: funny clip, isn't it? That are you gonna die for Ireland? God, that's. Uh, anyway, um, what should we do? You want to have some honorable mentions before we move on, or? oh yeah why not um so uh well we talked about a lot of the disney ones um we've um uh we will talk about Ardman, um but uh you know chicken run that's a fantastic uh yeah. movie um again uh, with
2: everyone's favorite actor mel gibson
1: <laughs> God. Yeah, we're talking. We're really covering off a lot of the names: James Woods, Johnny Depp, Mel Gibson. Uh, Oh, here's another one for you: Kung Fu Panda features Dustin Hoffman. Haven't heard from him in a while. Um, And and uh, yeah, so that's that's a good movie. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Yeah, Um, I'm a a,
2: a big fan of stop motion animation, and um, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. I also really like the company Laker that does a lot of stop motion films. They did Coraline and uh Paranorman and a film called Missing Link, which came out three years ago. Um, those films are wonderful. Uh I don't know, I, I mean just I think it just kind of comes from my love from Wallace and Gromit. And I just I love that style of animation and I think and I really have to like applaud the work that goes into that because
1: Oh, it, that's a labor of love, yeah.
2: Yeah. Just all the different sort of like stuff that you have to do and capture all of it. And it's just, I've seen like, you know, those kind of like time-lapse videos of like people doing the stop-motion animations, like all the work. Yeah. It's,
1: it's like, it's, it's so meta that, isn't it? Because the time-lapse is yeah. stop, you know, if they're doing stop motion with the people doing the stop motion. It's like stop motion all the way down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, um it's amazing. Those, those movies like Coraline and Paranormal, they're, they're wonderful, especially Coraline, which is directed by Henry Selick, who did, who directed a nightmare before, before Christmas? I know it's called Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas, but Henry Selick directed it.
1: I not know. I did not know that. Um that's a bit cheeky of Tim Burton, isn't it? Um well what? I think it
2: is based on his stories or something like that. I don't know. It's like, so it's like it's like it's like it's like the poltergeist thing. It's like, did Spielberg direct it or did Toby Hooper direct it? And everyone knows Toby Hooper directed poltergeist.
1: Let's just move on. Hmm. Um wasn't really aware of that controversy uh um well and um there's another film gosh i've lost my train of thought uh we were talking about nightmare for christmas oh of course the wes anderson stop motion um the, the fantastic mr fox and uh isle of dogs both very good but didn't make our top 10 another one that i watched quite recently which is mental uh and uh and actually I really would recommend people get high and watch this film. It's called Fantastic Planet. It's a French animation from the oh, 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the Criterion channel, isn't it? It is. Um, and it is completely nuts. But the animation is 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 kind of wonderful. And the design is it's like it's like Terry Gilliam meets Dali. I mean, it's uh, it's completely like off its fucking tits. Um uh but the music's really cool. Um it, it's, it's, like, quite heady and sort of uh, pretentious in places, but um, a lot of fun. Do watch it. Um, uh, but it doesn't, doesn't quite make the cut.
2: Speaking of Dali, the, him and uh, Walt Disney collaborated on a short uh, movie once.
1: I know. That's, see, it's terrible that that never saw the light of day, the, the Dali stuff.
2: Yeah, it's called Destino. It was... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen, like, a clip of it. It looks trippy as hell and it's it looks fantastic but um but you can actually it is actually on disney plus i think you can actually
1: watch it on disney plus interesting I might do that um but I, yeah i always thought he was going to do something for fantasia and then it never panned out and, yeah. no, I don't think so. fantasia 2000 was a bit shit isn't it Too a long-awaited follow-up and it's this like you know in the way you know in the way that there was that weird thing in the 2000s where you just Brought together a bunch of celebrities in like, and like, and against like a blue background, and we're like, "Here, Angela Lansbury is with us to tell us about you know." And it's, it, it was just, it just felt so kind of naff and vanilla. And um, and some of the some of the sequences in that are just like, I don't know, the 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 original is so magical, and I, again, didn't quite make the cut. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that I think Fantasia two thousand needs to sit down and have a word with itself um what uh shall we move on
2: yeah let's move on shall we uh so at number five is a uh, Pixar film and it came out in 2003 it was directed by Andrew Stanton um I think it also won the best uh, animated film at the Oscars it was like there was there was a time where like Pixar just won all of the Oscars like year after year like like Not
1: all of the Oscars they didn't win fucking best actor did they No
2: no no but I meant like 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 uh you know one after the other like that yeah, one year all they won
1: animation they... Oscars
2: Yeah animation Oscars Yeah
1: Um Yes they did they were very very good and this still are Um Probably I don't know I haven't seen a Pixar film in a while but um the the the, the, the sort of mid noughts through the early teens, Pixar films are just stunning. All of them, um, different ways. Uh, Finding Nemo is, it was very hard to pick this. We had this or Ratatouille were basically our two contenders in the end. And Ratatouille fucking brilliant. Love that film. Finding Nemo is just a tour de force though. Um, it is so moving. It is so funny. And also the animation itself is so impressive because it's all done with water, which I understand is really difficult uh, to render. And um, I, it's a great story. It's a great, voice cast I mean, you talk about Ellen DeGeneres and um and Albert Brooks um and you've got your Willem Defoe and Alison Janney and you know um Dame Edna <laughs> hello and uh you yeah, know all Jeff- of Jeffrey
2: Jeffrey Rush and you got uh Eric Banner. Yeah, you got, like Rush. Australian talent yeah,
1: yeah oh it's just it's so it's so good and the jokes are so funny and the whole storyline is so perfect I just I love Finding Nemo
2: yeah, it is one of those movies you could just watch again, and again, and again, and it
1: just never
2: yeah.
1: it boring. Oh, no, no, absolutely. And and it's, um and you, you learn, you sort of anticipate the jokes before they come in the bits. And, you know, um, there are, there are very few, um, very few sequences where it, you know, it feels, it doesn't feel just sort of sprightly and alive. And, and, and again, there's just that the way that the, the, the care and the attention that's gone into producing those creatures in that world, is so impressive so marvelous to watch
2: and the thomas newman score is really good as well like just the, oh yeah just the music is just fantastic and it just fits so well with the uh with the movie um
1: yeah, i think i think the music stuff is i think that's underrated when we talk about animation like whether it's songs in disney or just the score you know it's a big big part of what makes um you know what makes animation come alive and there's almost like a sort of synesthesia thing going on where the music helps affect the look of the film Do you know what i mean like the the, the the music actually sort of brings the images to life in a way and when you, um uh when you hear the the sound like uh, miyazaki is a good example of this like when i when i hear the theme to totoro i just immediately am in that aesthetic in my head like i see the images um and i feel the same is done well in these um in these Pixar films. Um, yeah, especially and, when you,
2: like, listen to, like, the Randy Newman songs, you can
1: just put yourself... Oh I saw Randy Newman live, and he played that, and it was wonderful. Um, yeah, really, yeah, really lovely. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. You hear any Randy Newman song, and you're like, wait, Toy Story? Uh, <laughs> and, but, um, yeah, uh, Finding Nemo, fan, bloody-tastic film. Now, speaking of Miyazaki, what's at number four?
2: So, at number four, we've, we uh, couldn't exactly... Uh, Yeah, we have two
1: films at number four. Yeah, we cut the baby in half. Uh, We have, uh, yes, because you've seen Spirited Away, and I have not. And I have seen My Neighbor Totoro, and you have not. So we decided that in joint fourth place, Spirited Totoro. (laughs) Spirited Away and My Neighbor Totoro are... uh, i joint fourth. fourth. Um, so why don't you start? Tell me about Spirited Away.
2: Yeah, so Spirited Away is uh, a little bit of an Alice in Wonderland uh, type folklore story. And um, it's about uh, Chiro, a uh, little uh, Japanese girl who's uh, they're tra- she's traveling to her new phone with her mother and her father. And uh, they take a shortcut and they stop in what looks like to be like this um, abandoned amusement park and uh, the father is like quite interested in exploring the place uh the, the daughter is not and then they stop at a restaurant which is just completely just filled up with food and uh um nobody else uh the parents start eating the food immediately just eating just chopping away at all of it that's there and then the and then Chihiro go, Chihiro goes off to this bathhouse and she meets a boy called Haku who uh basically warns her to uh return to you know, where she came from before, you know, it's, it's too late. And then her parents have turned into pigs and she's, uh, and now she, and she's basically just stuck in this world, which is like this kind of afterlife kind of area or like limbo. And it's, it's, it's really just bimbo, like... Bimbo. What? Bimbo, bimbo. <laughs> and it's just like this... Welcome par- to the mirror world! <laughs> <laughs> I am Mr. Susan guardian of the menace and um it's a really really just the the what the 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 location and the sort of world building and the mythology aspects kind of integrated into the story is really interesting and um it's just a really really fascinating film and also just because you know the, the the main character is such a really is an ordinary person so you really relate to this character straight away and feel like her and just going through this quest to try and save her parents and um yeah it's just a really wonderful film it was my first Miyazaki film was my first Studio Ghibli film and I thought this was like a real uh good uh good movie to start with and um I've seen it twice I love it each time and I really want to watch more of uh Miyazaki's films uh the only other film I have seen is Howl's Moving Castle uh which is also great um which is good fun um, yeah, this movie also this one uh this one uh best animated feature at the uh 75th Oscars and it beat films like I say, Lilo and Stitch, uh sorry, Lilo and Stitch, uh Spirits, Stallion of the Cimarron, uh, and Treasure Planet.
1: Well, it sounds like it was a deserved winner then.
2: Yeah, um, it, you know, it really did deserve to win. It's a amazing film. Uh just the sort of magical realism of it is just is just really, really cool
1: which is another thing that um, is very much at the heart of uh, Totoro as well, is that you've know it is you got your ordinary people in the middle of it. And there's a, there's a personal connection to Miyazaki's own childhood in that film where he and his brother spent a lot of time with uh, just growing up with their father because their mother had a health problem. So she was in and out of hospitals a lot. And this film is a similar thing where um, these two girls and their father moved to the, the, um, uh, to the countryside and their mum's still in hospital and uh, it's a new house. And there are all these little, you know, the girls start noticing all these little mystical bits and bobs going on. And, um, and so, you know, there's that, um, you know, there's that, uh, there's that, the promise of um, uh, an idea that something, you know, that only kids can see is going to make itself felt. Uh, That is the, um, uh that's uh done mostly in the form of the wonderfully cuddly and beautifully drawn uh enormous uh round and funny looking um creature Totoro who the youngest girl may encounters um when she's exploring and Totoro shows up at various points to uh help the girls comfort the girls uh or to you know provide a useful service including calling them uh the brilliant cat bus um which uh those of you who've seen the film will remember it's a it's a cat that uh you can crawl inside and it, it it's uh, it doesn't sound that sounds disgusting but uh it's it's a cat that that is also a bus and it has little dead mice as uh brake lights at the back which i always love as as, as a little detail um and it's uh yeah it's full of feeling very it's obviously very personal and um I think it has some of those same themes that you describe in spirited way um it's also got a fucking great theme song um and um yeah it's I think um I think Totoro has become in many ways kind of the symbol of uh of of Studio Ghibli uh hasn't he and um I don't know there are there are any number of toys and mugs and and uh stickers and badges and god knows and bags and blah 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 merchandise with Totoro on it. In fact, there's a there's a uh, Miyazaki land uh, opening or has opened in Japan uh to rival Disneyland. So no, I'd like to go to that. Yeah. I think Totoro <laughs> actually even
2: shows up briefly in Toy Story 3.
1: He does. Yes, there's a Totoro uh in uh in Toy Story. That's right. Um and um um yeah it's a nice it's a nice tribute um um but yeah i i, I loved it and yeah like you want to watch more um and uh feel kind of embarrassed that i haven't anyway uh so we've done a slight cheat and put uh two songs at uh, two songs two films at number four um and at number three is a film that's full of good songs uh yeah. by largely by elton john uh and that's the lion king
2: yes um which is um hamlet but with lions
1: Mm. and uh i mean just where to begin i mean one thing is um how so (laughs) so at the beginning of the film all these animals that the lions eat show up to pay tribute to the lions which it feels a little bit like the beginning of the godfather to tell you the truth um yeah a little bit yeah it's it's like please don't kill us um and um uh but um yeah, it's it's Hamlet with lions. It's um, uh, it's got one of the great voice casts of all time. You've got Jeremy Irons, you've got uh, James L. Jones, Rowan Atkinson for God's sake. Um, you know it's uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Hugh Marine,
2: yeah, Matthew yeah, Broderick, yeah. Moira Kelly, the uh, the actress who um, disappears after the first season of uh, of West Wing.
1: Oh yes, of course. Um yeah. Um
2: Nathan Lane as Timon and Ernie Sabler who played Pumba. Timon and Pumba.
1: Timon and Pumba, great creations, yes. And uh, the, we've already talked about the music again, like with Finding Nemo, there's that way in which the animals have been beautifully uh rendered from you know, drawn from life. Um very interesting that obviously when they did this as the live action remake. One of the things that people complained about, I never watched it because I didn't want to inflict that on my eyes, but one of the things people complained about was the animals had no personality. They had no life in them anymore because they, yeah, just, they just look they just, just look kind of realistic. Dead, you know, dead-eyed, realistic. And, and there's so much personality in all of the animals in this um original, uh, the only version of this that you should ever watch. Um, and um uh and if you took your children to see the live action remake, they should be taken from you and put uh in the care of someone who actually uh who actually has their best wishes uh at heart because you're a monster of a parent if you did that um and uh so uh just officially from that is the home movies position on this point um but getting back to the film um it's i think it's one of, another one of those where you go to see it in the cinema which we did with our parents and everyone in that room is enjoying it and um you know the technique the technical accomplishments are obviously very impressive but the it is just a f- terrific story that rattles along tons of humor um great songs and set pieces um and, and of course it spawned a musical which is also quite good the the stage show is 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 a pretty impressive um pretty pretty product.
2: good
1: yeah yeah i think i've seen it twice um yeah i think uh, i've
2: seen it like three times two or three times bloody hell
1: uh, that's quite something, um, and um, and yeah. So um, you know, so so it's really I think maybe the most kind of culturally iconic Disney film, made apart from apart from maybe Beauty and the Beast of the nineties.
2: Yeah, uh, I feel like I mean, I mean, in the sort of Disney Renaissance period, I think Beauty and the Beast. I mean, they, 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 they had they had some really good winners. They went they, like it started with Little Mermaid, then you had the rest was Down Under, then you had Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Lion King and then after that Pocahontas, hunt back and Doctor Down, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan.
1: Yeah, it really goes downhill. Um Pocahontas that's what a disgrace. Um, but um I uh yeah, the Lion King is uh, is the tip of the pyramid there before it hurtles down again. Um but um I uh I I love the Lion King. Um I think it's uh I I still um I still find myself having the songs. I still find myself just remembering the things about that, that make me chuckle. And, uh, and I do think that the, uh, the, 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 the sort of the moving bits are done well. I, I don't think anyone can really watch the, the, the bit where he finds his father's body and not start yeah. getting a little bit kind of, you know, something dust in your eye, you know? Um, so, um, a bit yeah, exactly. That's the point. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's, um, it holds up, I think. And um, I think it also is maybe the last great kind of, it probably is based on the list you just read out, the last great Disney film. Um, and the last kind of of that classic, like we're going to take a bunch of animals and we're going to give them human voices and they're going to have adventures kind of uh, genre. Um, and so it just feels too uh, perfect not to include as art highest disney entry
2: yeah because i feel like in this sort of period between lion king up until i would say the 2010s there's like a very small handful of disney films that are that i think are good i mean i like the emperor's new groove and i like atlantis and forever planet's pretty good and brother bear i have a soft spot for but nothing really reaches the same sort of hype i mean mulan and tarzan i like as well but i mean none of them I feel Mulan, like, and,
1: yeah. Mulan is pretty good. Uh, Mulan is 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 very very funny as well. Yeah. Tarzan, I had not, I didn't have any time for. Uh, Emperor New, Emperor New, uh, the Emperor's New Groove is extremely funny, and um, I think uh, more people should spend time with it because it is a, uh, it is really um, a lot a lot of fun. But it, as you say, it's it's more of a throwaway kind of fun movie. It's not this prestige kind of production. Yeah, um, and then they've just fucked everything up ever since.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel. I mean, the
2: movies they I mean,
1: couldn't they stop making hand-drawn films? They yeah, they did. Uh,
2: they 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 stopped making hand-drawn movies uh, after I would say maybe Brother Bear, Home Home on the Range, and that sort of stuff. And then they then they kind of did hand-drawn animation again with the Princess and the Frog, which I think is a really really good film. Uh, my girlfriend and I, Felina, really like that film, and um, every time I watch it, it makes me want to go back to New Orleans. Um, music's good as well. Um, but they did like the hand-drawn animation, but because it wasn't so popular in the... this, I mean, it did make its money back and everything, but it wasn't popular enough for everyone to sort of bring back that style of animation, which is kind of a shame because it looks really
1: cool. Right, well, it's one of those weird decisions that's just like, you are Disney. You can change the culture. Just make good hand-drawn films and people will watch them. You know, don't be cowed by Pixar into just making um, worse versions of their stuff like do the thing that you do well and um yeah then they then they went even more insane and started doing remakes live action remakes of classic movies like this one um so yeah i don't know yeah i mean
2: the only the only person who i mean uh i think james l jones is the only the only like thing that connects those two films he's playing mufasa again yeah it's just. It's. I, just don't, it's, I, I, I mean, I mean it, yeah. It's pretty. I mean, compared. I mean, compared to this movie, this movie will endure, while that film will be will be remembered as like a really. Great, why would
1: you shit on your own legacy? Like, why would you make a less good film of a perfect? I don't understand. It,
2: it. it is essentially the same film, but just with higher definition.
1: What do you mean higher definition? It's like
2: not it, it's essentially the same film, just like just the same film. It's just not been...
1: higher definition. It's you've taken a different style of animation that doesn't work for the for the fucking format, and you've ruined it. So it's not just a question of like, oh, we've updated it, like we've done some software tweaks. No, you've completely sucked the life out of it. Yeah.
2: I think they did a better job with the jungle book live action
1: remake. Oh, fuck I don't care what they fucking did. They're ruining their own, they're ruining their own legacy. I don't I, it's like you need to, you know, you, you need, if you're going to be Disney, unless you're just going to fine, right. So stop making films, go ruin star Wars instead, ruin someone else's legacy. Then, you know, um, looking at you, Abrams, um, then, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's fine. But like, I, you know, why not just be Disney? Why not just be good at the thing that you're good at, like make, build on decades of expertise and, and, uh, and, and, uh, the ability to churn out, uh, fantastic, uh, animated films that are unique that have their own look anyway i don't know fuck it let's not talk about it anymore um all to say is um uh the lion king is is terrific um yeah and, um uh and and i just i i yeah i think it's a, a highly deserved uh number three so what's at number two yeah i mean just
2: but speaking of james l jones have you
1: been watching I, when you do when i say what is at number two and then you say speaking of james l jones speaking what is it? Of-
2: speaking of James first, have you been watching uh the- we're not gonna talk
1: about Obi-Wan and there's character number two
2: <laughs> okay at That's number nice two,
1: we'll do it I think we should do an episode on Obi-Wan yeah we? we should
2: um so at number two is a Wallace and Gromit film and it is one of their short films and it is Wallace and Gromit, The Wrong Trousers. And you were saying about music and animation, like anytime you like hear the Wallace and Gromit theme, it just you just have any image of Wallace and Gromit together and stuff.
1: Well, it just puts a smile on my face. Um, yeah. So yeah, Wallace and Gromit are, you know, they have done feature films, but you do not get, more sublime stop motion animation um than I think anyway than than the wrong trousers and and the 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 fun of that little film the it it's I and I, I've always had a soft spot for a, a grand day out. Um yeah and in, in many ways that one perhaps is closest to my heart but um this this mad little movie is so so perfect and deserves i think to be placed on this list you know with the you've got your your, you that that the 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 weirdness of the trousers themselves the whole kind of like you know Caracatus pots kind of mad inventions everywhere all over the house and and the wrong trousers themselves and this you know this this kind of homer simpson <laughs> like madman, um Wallace with his long-suffering dog. And then they um and then you had the injection of the sort of the evil penguin. Um, the evil penguin. I- I it love is, a penguin. Uh, it's such a wonderful recipe for uh, success. And you know the having having the the character who talks, you know, the only character who talked being this kind of grinning imbecile <laughs> who happens to be really good at inventing things. Um and then having the dog be the one who actually kind of figures stuff out and has all the intelligence and all the soul. And then but he's mute. And yeah. it's um but I just it's, love all, the way. it's
2: all in the dog's eyes. Like it's so great yeah. right the way they, they his, get the
1: expression. The his, yeah. The way he holds his face. Gromit is so well done. And the way he can like manipulate his ears and um yeah, there's the, the, not many
2: nits as well. I just love like the characteristics yeah. that they give the the dog, even where he doesn't speak, and I just think that's amazing.
1: Yeah, and I, I I I um I love the two of them. Um, I love their friendship. I love that the fact that their friendship is tested in this film, um, and that they overcome it. You know that there's there's great yeah. like heart in that. The the there's also heartbreak. You know that when it looks like that Gromit's going to move out, and it's um um it's just they pack so much into um. Uh, whatever it is, like half an hour runtime. Um, there's, there's a, there's, and it, like the joke ratio is so, um, like they just score so many like laugh out loud moments, and then just when you've watched this film of like endless creative sequences, they pull out all the stops with this banging chase scene at the end, which yeah. involves model trains and like and pass style editing, and, you know, like it was just, it's so, um, it's so, uh, virtuous, you know, uh, um, um, it's so accomplished, it's so completely, yeah. like, it's a complete display of utter virtuosity and technique and, and master, mastering this art form, um, and, um, and it's silly, I mean, that's the great thing about Wallace and Gromit is it's so silly, and I think it, it, Pays such affectionate homage to that kind of small little England um, uh, aesthetic okay. and some of the cultural concerns and like you know and it's um, it, it really is um, it's such a lovely world that they create and and uh, yeah the, the wrong trousers is is um, is the loveliest of all their out, uh, output I think I mean but and it's all great
2: yeah I mean that's where my love for stop motion kind of came from from that it's just just. I mean, like, I mean that chase sequence. Just the sound effect of Gromit quickly putting the train tracks down while they're trying to manage their way around the living room while chasing the penguin and stuff is just (laughs) is pretty well done, and it's incredibly funny, and it just puts a smile on your face. Yeah,
1: you're laughing out loud all the way through. Absolutely.
2: Like a, you, 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 your face hurts so much from from laughing and smiling so to, much. And I mean, I had that. Little, um,
1: I love how you can just always take things to make it a little silly. Like, no, your face doesn't hurt. If your face hurts from laughing too much, go see a doctor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow, <laughs> it's so funny, no, nut job. No, <laughs> it's like you just laugh a lot. It doesn't cause yeah. pain. Have, um, you, have
2: you seen the um the curse of the were rabbit no
1: and i didn't see the pirate one they did either which is i didn't obviously-
2: watch that no i never saw that but the curse of the whale were- the the curse of the rail Rare- i was about to say the were rabbit i was about to do a jonathan ross impersonation the curse of the were rabbit is very funny it has a lot of good jokes uh the voice cast is amazing and you have ray fines and helena boncada joining uh the film and um it's hilarious and it's just wonderful as well, well the and guy
1: the- who um voiced uh, Wallace uh he died didn't yeah Peter Wallace
2: uh, he passed away yeah
1: yeah i mean he's just his his performance is so much at the heart of what makes that character and and what makes the show work um yeah um bro, Wallace and Gromit if you don't know nick park ardman animation Wallace and Gromit you don't know what we're talking about you're we're in for a treat. Um, uh, go and discover many, many wonderful things, including that great series he did before Wallace and Gromit, where he played where he made stop motion animations of different animals and he had them um speak like the where they they would he had old interview clips from like the BBC archives and you play them underneath these animals talking uh, about Oh
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Uh well Nick, that was what Nick Park did,
1: didn't he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um I can't remember what it's called though. Uh, no, um
2: uh, Creature comforts.
1: Creature comforts. Thank you. Thank you very much. All oh, right, yeah. that was very
2: funny.
1: Uh, we've been going long enough, so let's do uh, number one.
2: So number one is a picture. This was film. very
1: easy. I think this is our this is our easiest number yeah. one ever.
2: It's like I, it's, it, I'm wearing shirt appropriate for for the film. Yes, you are,
1: and as uh, is wearing the name Toy Story on his shirt because. Yes. You- this is an audio medium after all um uh yes it's Toy Story it is 1995 Toy Story although I think you just say it's the whole franchise like it's well certainly the first three um okay. you never saw the um, fourth one did you no I didn't I, I thought they ended it perfectly why go back um but I I heard Toy Story 4 was good so yeah, why not
2: I liked it it was it was yeah it was an interesting adventure it was like it was like it was. It was. It was. It, they they had an interesting idea with Woody about. Uh, w- w- I'm not going to like. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but they, I, I thought it was. I thought it was handled very well, and um, it was just kind of great to hear those people, the actors. I mean, yeah, of course, Tim Allen. He's also a little bit of one of those problematic guys, but it was. It was. Here we go. We
1: hear another one. <laughs> Tim Allen, chase that? James Woods. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it was fun to, to hear. Those character, those actors play those characters, voice those characters again. It was like you know falling back into you know into my childhood. And
1: um, well, I that's mean, the thing, isn't it? So like Toy Story hit at right at exactly the right point. You were four, I was eight. We watched this film, and
2: we rode on horses made of sticks.
1: We rode on horses made of sticks. Um, and um, I uh, I remember just it just completely changed my sense of what. It felt possible that a movie, a ch- a children's film, could do to your imagination. Like it actually, what I love about it is it encourages people to expand their horizons, to think about their toys in a sort of sentimental way, which I did as a child, and also to sort of you know, invent and create. And and I love the the way that the um uh this sort of multiverse of toys comes together. Uh, you know, you with your army men and your uh little Bo Peep and the cowboy and the spaceman and all the rest of yeah. Um and the and the and the different, you know, the, the the preschool toys and the older toys. You know, it's so fucking clever, um, the whole thing. And um and just like like what a no film had looked like this before. That's what the other thing people remember. People take Pixar for granted now. People take the whole um computer animated star for granted now. That was like mind-blowing revolutionary Ninety-five. you know. I talk about back in 2011, back in the 90s. I mean, this was like you had not seen this kind of shit before. And um and it's so um it's such a good film and it's so funny as you you know we always say this we'll go through the usual thing. Good voice cast, good music, very funny, good heart, good story. But but, but yes, I mean that is um that is exactly what it has. Um and um and i just i i'm I, i'm just amazed at it in hindsight i'm amazed that their first foray is their best yeah i mean you, you could say maybe actually that one of the reasons I mean, maybe the best film film-wise is toy story 3 but you don't get toy story 3 without toy story 1 and yeah um and to, and it's still that's the that's the that's the the, the kind of you know the 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 wellspring from where where it all comes. I mean, yeah. you say, they could have made Bugs Life first, and that would have been okay, great, yeah, fine. You made Bugs Life. Now, what is going to happen? But like, they start with this with a bang. They start with a five star perfect film, yeah. um, I mean, and then yeah. they keep they keep making good film. I mean, they, they keep doing good films, um, and it's just I just I just love how talented that lot clearly were and are and what they had at that time and what they had in terms of the the, you know the wind in their sails and the creativity and and just seeing what they where they were able to go um yeah from there it's
2: like they just kept on winning with each movie up until i would say maybe after toy story 3 then maybe the popularity of their films kind of waned a little bit but like they still made
1: memorable memorable movies i mean it's like it's like And you're talking about that's that's nearly a you know when you when you talk about that that's that's like 15 years you know yeah and they had
2: they they they, I mean they're still having an amazing run they're still doing movies I know maybe they're doing like sequels and stuff like that but they're still doing some kind of they're doing great work and you know you get great actors working for their films and they they have those movies. You know, depending on like how good or better they are they they're, they're still great characters and they're still hot in the films and they feel like you know that's you know you really get the sense that they're sitting down and figuring out that figuring out like okay who are the characters what's the theme what, what what's 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 good, what's driving this movie and then just kind of figuring out from there And I think you know it's amazing like just hearing all the stories about how they work and just the environment of where their studio is it just seems like any animator would love to get a job and work with Pixar it would, be, it would be like a dream come true.
1: Yeah, it does sound like it. I mean, it, it, yeah, it sounds like they they have a sort of very specific kind of corporate culture. But the fact that they do kind of come out of the corporate world, that they were essentially a tech company that became an animation studio. Um, Steve Jobs he, like
2: benefited towards them a little
1: bit, yeah. He, he invested in them, didn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah, he invested,
1: sorry. benefited towards them. When do you come up with these phrases? Um, I thought that was what it meant, sorry. <laughs> um he was a a, a benefactor Benefactor. (laughs) and uh, um anyway um so um yeah he's um yeah he's part of their story of course and uh but yeah no it's a very interesting tale and and as you say like just the ability to keep making great films the the way they did but yeah Toy Story is wonderful um interesting did you see this post that went around the other day about Sid um the villain uh, in in Toy I did, Story, I
2: did see it, but I kind of forgot what it was.
1: He was they were like the kids. He's just doing art. Like he doesn't know they're alive. Like he's not like because it's like you realize you think Sid is evil because he's torturing toys, but it's like well he he doesn't know that they're like little like how and why would he think that you know he's just doing his little you know experiments like you know you go yeah. to any museum of contemporary art, it's full of this kind of stuff that Sid would make. So
2: um, he's briefly in Toy Story three. He's the garbage man who's rocking out. He's got the skull show.
1: Oh, well, it's a shame that he never was able to pursue a more meaningful career. But uh, not no disrespect to Garbage Men, but um, you know that's a nice suburban neighbourhood. Sid must have had some tough times.
2: Yeah, well, he did live in a household that had the that had the sort of the shining overlook architecture. So you know, it was wasn't a great household.
1: No, I suspect the parents had a lot, uh, and then the sister got a little, little
2: bit. The sister was not was got a bit mean to him after that as well
1: well and um and he was probably traumatized by having tom hanks suddenly speaking to him from the palm of his hand i mean that that that's insane like when you think about that what the burden that he then has to live with and he's yeah. like the toys are alive. you know and everyone's gonna be like okay sid <laughs> you know i i actually it's, it's a wonder he turned out as well as he did yeah um, anyway um also well, the and Randi, Randy
2: Newman music is so much a part of those movies identity. And like the You Got a Friend in Me is such a great song. And like even in Toy Story 2, like the when 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 she loved me, when somebody loved me, I was the, oh, the song, uh,
1: McLachlan song. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Like, like is that
1: Randy Newman wrote that as well.
2: Yeah, he wrote that and he and I think Sam McLachlan performed it. Yeah. well I think it won an Oscar for best
1: original song. I think I think you're right. And I I yeah, it's based um, hey, on Hanks and Tim Allen cried during the screening of it. No, everyone's always crying. Uh, everyone, everyone, everyone's always getting teary-eyed, and their mouth hurts from laughing too much. I love all the cliches. Um, yeah, um, but they are the thing. Is look, Pixar movies make you cry. Why? Because they're really effective. Because they're really soulful, and they get to the heart of something that's very elemental in each of us. And I think that's what successful animated films often do. There are you know 10 really good films on this list and um a lot of them will elicit a response that is um very emotional partly not necessarily because of the content of the film although sometimes it's that but but it's also the way it transports you to because i think all of us get affected by being taken into a life that allows imagination and and feels like childhood again and i think that that's the magic of toy story is it? it's like a if you're a child watching it, is a, it's a vindication of your worldview, and if you're an adult watching it, it is a journey back to childhood. And I think that the, yeah, I, I think it's it's um, it's it's such a lovely thing that they were able to come up with, and so unlikely, and um, as you say, so, um, yeah. So all these films, lovely movies, watch them all, and I, I'm really glad we did this. I was a bit like animation, but no, I'm really glad we did this. Uh, did this top ten.
2: Yeah. I really wish there was a Pizza Planet
1: in real life. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be fucking tacky. The, the floors would be really sticky and the, the like, oh, there'd be so many, like, tantrums everywhere. But, like, actually the way it's done in the film with, like, the dark lighting and, like... The rocket and everything. As long as the pizza's good. Because if you, you imagine, like, if there was a Pizza Planet in real life, you'd know the pizza would be terrible. It would be really expensive. Yeah. Sticky floors, tantrums. Sort of. but if it was like it appears in the film, then I'd go... In bargain, yeah.
2: Make, right. make sure that the the drivers, you know, have insurance because you know they do seem to drive pretty erratically.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a bit of a bit of an issue. Um, okay, look, uh, we we could do a whole hour on Toy Story, so let's uh, let's knock this on the head. Um, top ten, uh, yeah. run through
2: them. Yeah, let's run through them really quickly. Uh, so, uh, number ten: Adventures of Prince uh, Archimed uh nine waltz with bashir number eight rango number seven the sword and stone number six the triplets of belleville number five finding nemo number four my neighbor totoro and spirited away number three the lion king Wars and gromit the wrong trousers at number two and number one toy story
1: yeah so it's the the top 11 but uh but yeah you know, you know what we mean. Um, thank you, everyone. Um, we yep. don't have to do the usual stuff at the end of the episode because we did it in the middle, so we can just go. We,
2: we can just go quickly, other, or you know, unless I have something to talk about before we end.
1: Well, no, you don't. Uh, I will safely say for the, on behalf of both of us to infinity and beyond.
2: Yes. Have a good, e- have a good evening, day, or whatever. Well, and- fuck, you're Goodbye. Bye.